Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. Okay, this is Alan Blaine, and I'm very excited to bring our special guest today, my very good friend, Josh Clark. Josh Clark is an entrepreneur, a former Georgia state legislator, a former U.S. Senate candidate, and until recently, an executive vice president for an international nutrition company based out of Silicon Valley. Josh grew up on a small farm in Suwannee, Georgia, as the oldest, get this, of 10 children and married his childhood sweetheart, Chelsea. Together, they've been raising six children ages 6 to 18 on a small farm in Flowery Branch, Georgia. Earlier this year, Josh resigned his executive position with the International Nutrition Company to run for office in the United States Senate in the Georgia Republican primary. Josh and his family of eight lived in a bus as they crisscrossed the state of Georgia meeting with voters. He ended up losing the primary to Herschel Walker. Now they live in Costa Rica for a year where they're learning Spanish, serving on missions part-time, surfing, and running their network marketing business and loving life. Josh. Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. Thank you, Alan. It's great to be with you. It's a privilege. Well, I'm excited to have you here today. And I shared with our listeners a little bit about you, but could you go ahead and elaborate a little bit more on your story? Well, absolutely. Well, thank you again, Alan. It's great to be here. You know, your podcast is a favorite in our house. In fact, I think my wife likes your podcast better than my podcast. I hear her constantly talking about the people you're interviewing and uh, really enjoys it. So thank you. We've, we've all benefited. Yeah, you know, I think you told a little bit of my story. Uh, I don't know if there's much more interesting to tell, but I'd add to that. I'm, I'm super lucky that I married my, I think you mentioned my childhood sweetheart. We're at 20 years now and it's getting better. And uh, yeah, this is, we're down here in Costa Rica right now. You know, some things don't go the way you plan, but uh, one door closes, another door opens and we're loving life right now. Loving the quality time with our kids. As you said, getting to surf, had an awesome surf session this morning with my kids and just grateful, very grateful. Like I said, life doesn't always go the way you plan, but you know what? All things work together for good. It's one of my favorite verses, Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good, and then we love God and are called according to his purpose. And so I love hearing the stories of people on your podcast where things didn't quite go the way they planned, but they look back and they wouldn't change a thing because they're thankful for what came out of that. So, yeah. And I'm excited to get more into how things didn't go as planned and some of the challenges that you faced over the years and how you dealt with them and tips and anything that you have to share with our listeners. But before we jump to that and not to bog down too much in years and years past, but could you just give us just a brief overview for everyone of kind of how you grew up? I mentioned you were one of 10 children, but just a little snapshot maybe of bringing us up to speed to, you know, married life and family today living in Costa Rica. Well, I like to say I came from an average family, a dog and a cat and a few siblings, but I'm not sure if 10 siblings is is really just an average American family, but I can tell you this, never a dull moment growing up. That's for sure. One of the biggest challenges that we had growing up, and it kind of tells a little bit of really impacted my life in a positive way as I look back now, but my mother has uh, one kidney, no spleen, no adrenal, lost these organs in a sledding accident as a teenager, and then uh, went on to have a big family of which, as you mentioned, I'm the oldest. When my mother lost her health just a, a few years, several children in, 
it really impacted our entire family. Her one kidney was failing. For the most part, she was bed bound for, uh, for quite a while. And as the oldest, it fell on me to step up and help her with the children. And it resulted in a childhood that's probably very different from a lot of other people that I know. But I, I wouldn't change a thing. Thankfully, after years of challenges with her health, we found some products that turned her health around. And today, there is a positive ending to that story. She's in her late 60s running half marathons, running regularly 5K and 10K road races, and the absolute picture of health. But it took many years before we got to that point. We had a small farm growing up. We had uh, goats and chickens and a big garden. And that was my job to, to run that and help provide for our family. My father was a pastor of a very small church. So I like to say that we were the poor, the poor talked about. In fact, I remember one month we were so poor that mom had 10 bucks to feed the family and uh, beans and rice and cabbage was our staple growing up. But hey, you know what? We never went hungry. Did you just say $10 to feed the family for how long? For a month. For a month. For a month. Now, I think she already had some dry beans. But uh, she was able to get some cabbage, some honey for us to put on the cabbage. Seriously, wow. I don't know if you ever tried that. You, could, you should try that. No. Anyway, so, so many stories from those years, but definitely challenging years, but years that, again, I would not change for anything. I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, I think, about that yeah. you know, through the podcast. But that's a little bit of the background. I ended up starting a business at 18 and helping my parents purchase their first home. That was an exciting day. We went from living with other people and rentals, my parents purchasing their first home, and my business allowed me to purchase our home a few years later. But anyway, a little bit of my story there. Then at 30, I ran for state house in a race that everybody said we had zero chance of winning. But some of the hardships and challenges in the early years, teen years, and in my 20s, all of that, you know, all things work together for good in the long run. And that really helped me in that race. And it was a privilege to get to serve. And then left there, I term limited myself left unopposed and then went into corporate life. Never thought I'd be an employee, but that's kind of another story. The owner of the company asked me to come on board and I realized it was an opportunity for impact. I want whatever it's the greatest platform to have the greatest impact. There's other things that I value that are part of my decisions as well, but that's number one. So it's been a privilege to be in that role for a number of years and leads us up to where you shared today resigning from that to run for U.S. Senate and being a, a loser. <laughs> so I'm probably the first loser of U.S. candidate on your podcast. Well, you're surely not the first person that's lost a game or a contest to the football great Herschel Walker. So that that's for sure. <laughs> I guess I can take some consolation in that. <laughs> hey, so taking us all the way back to the challenge of being the oldest of 10 and your mother's health failing, missing organs and all the situation that you just mentioned. How old were you then when that all went down? Were you in your early teens, if I remember right? Yeah, she always had to be careful, didn't have the same energy and all that others had. But when she lost it, I would say, you know, that'd be a good question for mom on an interview here. But I would say probably about eight years old is when that period was when it was really, really tough. Right. Uh, some really tough years. And then after that, you know, she again, she regained her health. And then it was about they started a business that I worked in and helped family business, you know, like in the old days, you know, in right. colonial America, when families, everybody had to pitch in. In fact, yeah. when I think back on my childhood, I, I really relate more with immigrants that come into our country, first generation immigrants, where, 
You know, they got to make a lot of sacrifices. Everybody's got to come together, the kids included, sleep on the floor. I slept on the floor for years and pitch in and you realize life's not about you. And then you also learn that there's actually through service to others, you really, there's a lot of blessings that come out of that. You learn life isn't about you. Life is about serving and life is about giving. And through that, you learn more and you find greater purpose and meaning. I love it, Josh. And, you know, just for all of our listeners sake, I mean, I know you won't sit here and and brag on yourself, but I, I know firsthand being one of your close friends that you've had incredible success in a variety of ventures. And I don't know that you mentioned this, but in addition to the things we've mentioned, you also built a very successful real estate firm or brokerage many years ago. You have many successful real estate investments, your leveraged income, direct sales, network marketing, business, whatever you want to call it, back to building again now and enjoying the residual income from and, you know, your very successful political career, you know, making an impact there and, and other things. But one of the hearts behind this podcast is really, it's so easy for us to look at people like yourself and go, man, of course he's had success. I mean, look at him. He's this, that, the other, and not see the challenges you've been through. What would you say is one of your biggest challenges that you've been through to date? Well, that was a tough one thinking about what's the biggest challenge because whatever challenge you're in, in the moment always feels like the biggest one, right? The biggest one yet. Obviously, some are obviously greater than others, but I don't know if I could pick just one. I would say education, my upbringing being so different than many others. I think I really struggled with that early on, feeling like others couldn't relate with kind of what I had gone through. And I don't know, sometimes I felt like I, I was missing something and that I didn't have the typical, say, high school experience, educational experience. I was... The younger kids got a different experience later on, but during some some of those really tough years, me being the oldest and helping raise younger siblings in high school, I was working a lot, really didn't finish high school till later on, didn't have any graduation, didn't have GED. When I started my business, I really felt like, I don't know, I struggled. I don't know if thinking I was stupid is the right word. You know, probably wondered that. I, I felt just very insecure about my lack of education and normal experiences. I I didn't have the experiences everybody else had. I felt like I was missing a lot. And I think education was probably one of the biggest ones that I struggled with. And then starting out with zero contacts in my business, no money, started out back in debt right from the get-go. This is at age 18? Yeah, I started my business at age 18, but then until 20, it's kind of a unique experience. I actually, my, my father asked me if I'd be willing to give the income from my business to the family to help them purchase their first home. So I actually did that until I was 20. And so there again, I also kind of felt like I was being held back. I did it willingly and it was actually my choice. But in some ways I felt like, you know, like now I'm two years behind everybody else. I know my experience in some ways is maybe not relatable, but I think what is relatable is people maybe feeling like they don't have what others have and that maybe they don't have the experiences. Everybody else has this, they don't. And so how are they comparing themselves to others? I think I did a lot of that early on and really struggled with that, starting my business in direct sales and network marketing. In fact, it turned out to be the greatest blessing, but starting out, I I didn't even know who to go to. It was literally the mailman, the UPS driver. (laughs) I knocked on doors. I made cold calls. I did booths. I slept in my car just because I didn't have the money to pay for a motel. And then I'd trade our nutritional products for a motel room because I couldn't sleep. And 
you know, and I remember gunshots going off. But again, whatever challenge you're in, it feels like the greatest one. It feels like the hardest. And then in my 20s, went through a church split, went through some splits with my father as the pastor. That took up a lot of time. It took up a lot of emotion. So anyway, those are probably, those are a couple of them. You asked for one, but <laughs> I can't just name one, I guess. I can't help as I am listening to you talk about, and I just keep hearing Robbie Gallaty's words from a few weeks ago on a podcast where he said the trials or the challenges are the master's degree, speaking of formal education or the lack thereof. He said they're the master's degree, I think he said, or the college degree of character development. And I just haven't been able to get that out of my head, especially in the context of these conversations, you know, and then I'm reading in Romans 5 verses 3, 4, 5, somewhere right in there. And it's saying the same. I mean, that's, I think, where that saying where he got it from. I mean, that's what it says. And I look at your life and I'm hearing your story and I'm like, man, I know your character. I know your work ethic. I know your heart to serve others way beyond just your own family and all of that. And I know that's been a big part of, of the success you've had in life, in your marriage and your parenting and in your financial business, entrepreneurial success. Anyway, I know we probably wouldn't all choose the hard that we've been through, but I think, I guess all that to say, Josh, you're a great example, I feel like, of somebody that really displays the character development that a lot of those things you know, God's used to really develop in you. And I'm honored to call you a friend as a result of that. And excited to have you get to be on here and share a lot of the wisdom with our audience. I guess a little, since we only have a little time of the wisdom that you have to share with everybody. But what was it about that education experience, just for our listeners to understand better that, are you able to explain like what you mean by the, the your younger siblings had a different education experience? Was it mainly because so much of your time was required, as you talked about generations past, the older style American family unit and how they function, but out of necessity because of your mother's poor health, that you were just required to not play sports. And can you just explain yeah. what do you mean by that? Yeah. Why, why was that such an insecurity on your part? Yeah. Well, and you're right about sports. I love competing, love sports. That was one of those things that, that I needed to sacrifice to serve the family and contribute and pitch in. But um, I think it's starting my business initially, feeling like I never finished high school, feeling like I was almost like, I guess, a loser in that regard. Like, man, I, I don't even have high school behind me. And feeling like I was inadequate in different ways. I mean, I knew I could outwork anyone. I knew I had a great work ethic. But I felt like I was lacking other things. And really, I was zeroing in on what I didn't have instead of what I did have. And also, even in the area that I didn't have, I ended up, thanks to my parents starting a network marketing business, a direct sales business in my teen years that turned around my parents' finances. And today, they're very successful as well. But through that, the personal growth and development that came along really turned out to be the best education I could have ever had. I mean, I was looking at what I didn't have and not finishing high school at that time. But what I didn't realize until later on, and it, through my personal growth and development, thanks to, again, network marketing, I can't thank that industry enough for how it impacted who I am today. And it's honestly the biggest reason why I'm still in it today and why my wife and I right here from Costa Rica are focused in on giving back to others through that because it is the single greatest impact in my life uh, besides Jesus. <laughs> Number one is Jesus, but is personal growth and development. So anyway, I went back in my mid-20s, by the way, and went back to high school on my own and finished up 
and took my SAT and then enrolled in college. And the day before classes were going to start, I decided to put it off that that wasn't my number one priority right then. And then later on, I had a full ride. I went to Bible college and then um, ended up, took all the classes I wanted to take. And then I, I quit with at that point, my 4.0 and all when I quit. And, um, and I realized, you know what? I didn't need that. The education is a lifetime endeavor for me that degrees are great. My son's in college and excited about the full ride he's getting and what he's doing. But I realized education is a mindset. It's a commitment that, you know, every day I'm going to invest in my personal growth and development. Every day I'm going to become a better person. And five years from now, my goal is that nobody will recognize me because I'm continuing to grow and evolve and develop. And so, uh, you know, I'm thankful now. I feel like I have, even though I have no formal college education, I feel like I've got lots of PhDs and uh, I don't feel inadequate anymore. But um, again, a lot of that came the mindset shifts and changes and realizing that again, regardless of what I didn't have, if there were areas I needed to work and grow in, I could. I didn't need to focus on what I didn't have instead say, is that important? All right, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's go back in my mid twenties and let's finish high school. Anyway, I'm thankful that I got beyond that. But yeah, early on, honestly, it, it was a real challenge. Yeah. Not the only one, but it was one of those challenges. Yeah. Well, it was one of the big challenges in your head, it sounds like, because of the the insecurity. And we all have them. We just all have different insecurities, you know, some the same, some different. Did you ever have like an aha moment, quote unquote? You just said, I, I don't know if I'll quote you very well, but education is a mindset. It's a lifelong endeavor or something to that effect. You just got done saying, which I fully agree with. So obviously you're beyond those insecurities of not having a formal certificate or paper or degree in your hands to prove you did that thing. What changed? Like what was the aha moment or was there one? Well, I think one of the biggest things that I, if you want to call it aha moment for me is realizing that my setbacks are set ups. And even in my twenties, even though I started a business at 18 years old, but even in the midst of my 20s building the business and buying our first rental houses and all, I had a lot of struggles with my business. I had a lot of personal growth that still needed to happen in me. And I also went through challenges like we all do. I won't go into the details, but I kind of, I would just say, I felt like I had the carpet ripped out from underneath me multiple times. Remember my, the person who brought me in the business went into retirement. And so I was sitting there doing my first meetings with butt teeth, a big gap between my front teeth. Speaking of insecurities, you know, I had mentioned that one, but people would say I had goat teeth. I remember multiple young kids, you know, they just say what comes to mind. But I had, you know, big gap. You could put a couple spoons in between. I ended up trading vitamins for braces. Again, just more things that other people might say, that's no big deal. But, you know, if it's you, it affects you when you're in front of the room and you're, but I just learned there's a verse that said, my father really shared with me that really made such a huge difference. It says, God's not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, I had everything I needed through Christ that I didn't need to focus again on what I didn't have. Um, I also, I want to see if I can share this with your listeners in a way that makes sense, if I can verbalize this, but I also came to realize there's another scripture that I love. It says, God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And this is King James, how I memorized it. So you might look at it at the NIV or a different translation, but so it's God has chosen the foolish things of this world, confound the wise, the base things, the things which are not to bring to nothing the very people who think they're all that so that no person would glory in their own accomplishments. And I think that God, and I want him to get the glory in my life. 
And so I think that the reality is, is the more setbacks and challenges that we have, the reality is, it's just a set up for a higher impact, for a greater reach, for a greater, if you want to say accomplishments. And I really, really believe that now. And so when my children or friends or partners or people I'm coaching are going through tough challenges, I feel two emotions. One is my heart. My wife says I'm kind of like a woman in this way. I feel people's pain. So I, I really feel their pain and their struggle and what they're going through. But at the same time, I actually have this other feeling of like, oh my God, this person's getting the biggest setup. I'm almost jealous, you know? Not that anybody wants to go through that pain, but it's like, man, if this person doesn't give in, if they don't give up, if they don't quit, they are gonna impact more lives than anyone else who's not been through that kind of pain. Because I'll, I'll say it like this. I often say that, you know, we're jealous of lottery winners right? Those who win the lottery, however, majority of them end up bankrupt and it's a terrible, you know, the most terrible thing that could have ever happened to them. But regardless, most people are jealous of that, right? But they're never inspired. I don't care if they keep the wealth or not. You're never like, wow, that's so inspiring what they went through to get that, who they became in the process. No, right. you may be jealous, but you're not inspired. So what I end up realizing is the challenges that I went through the setbacks in my business, the things that were out of my control, if I focused on what I could control, controlling the controllables, as I like to say, then the negatives, if you want to call it that, could turn out to be the greatest positives in my life. I love it. I love it. The two E's when you're hearing someone else is going through that, the, your empathy, that's what I heard. You, you said your empathy, and I know, I know firsthand that you're, you're very good at that, empathizing with the person, but also you're excited. <laughs> you're excited for the opportunity they have to grow through it and have that platform. So basically what I'm hearing you say, would you say you're glad that you went through all those challenges or not? Honestly, I can say I absolutely am. Does that mean that when I go through challenges today, I don't sometimes lose my joy or have to apologize to my wife or my kids that I always remember that? No, sometimes I have to apologize to them and say, you know what? I know better than that. And uh, please forgive me. But Absolutely. When I look back, I would not change it for a moment. I seriously, even though I again love sports and the things I gave up, wouldn't change it for a bit, wouldn't change the education. I'm thankful for who I am today because of those challenges. And again, I, I have to say, I'm so thankful to my parents. And I know it's hard because a parent loves their child. It would be hard for mom to hear me say that because, you know, as her desire was to give me the best. And, you know, looking back, they might do things different like I will, you know, with my kids, our six children. But I'm so thankful. I know I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. I'm thankful the best thing they gave me was helping give me the right mindset, helping give me the right tools. Again, I say the best thing a parent can do, and I'm not trying to convince people to get in our industry, but it's just honestly, I can say that I have so many people that feel the exact same way. The best thing is whether they had ever succeeded or not was getting in that industry to let me be exposed to that mindset of personal growth and leadership development. And also this being around a circle of people who all are striving to be better themselves. And right. that right there is probably one of the greatest gifts anybody can get. I think of a friend of mine who's made millions and millions and a lot of different businesses and ventures. And he said the best thing he ever did was join a direct sales company, even though he never had much success, but he said the personal growth that he got out of it was huge. He loved the products and he loved what it did for him. In fact, that's what's actually caused me to feel guilty if I didn't stay involved in different seasons because I know what it did for me and I want to pay it forward. 
Yeah, I love it. I feel the same way, Josh. And it just dawned on me that we're, I'm sitting here looking at you on this Zoom, looking at the beautiful beach, the, the ocean and the Costa Rica backdrop behind you there on your balcony at your beach house there. And on the podcast, you know, nobody can see that. So a couple of times, you know, you were kind of like motioning with your hands, like here in Costa Rica. I'm like, well, I should let everybody know what I'm looking at here on my screen, because that's pretty awesome. And speaking of awesome and, and your success, again, your success goes far beyond just your business and entrepreneurial financial success. So much further than that in, in areas that I respect much more, in fact. Thank you. But what would you say has been a key? one of the keys to your success in life? Number one is do the opposite of what you feel like doing in the moment. In other words, said another way, as my wife likes to paraphrase that, is get out of your comfort zone. I remember hearing as a teenager that successful people do the opposite of what others do for the most part. They choose the road less traveled. And so with that in mind, I remember as a teenager, thinking, okay, if that's true, if successful people do the opposite of what others do, what do others do? Most of the time, they follow their feelings in the moment. And oftentimes, our feelings in the moment can lead us wrong. You know, I feel like binge eating, or I feel like watching Netflix for 24 hours, or what, whatever. The things we feel like doing, oftentimes, just a short while later, actually can lead to feeling depressed, feeling sad, and not leading us where we really want to go. So I just made this decision. I said, you know, I'm going to start doing the opposite of what I feel like doing in the moment because I believe that that's what's going to end up making me happy and it's going to allow me to maximize my impact and to make the biggest difference and reach my goals and dreams. It'll allow me to one day, you know, I, at a young age, I had a dream of being able to go wherever God called me to go. I thought I'd probably be a pastor or a missionary. Even in Bible college, God ended up just continuing to show me, hey, for now and maybe for the rest of my life, your ministry is in the marketplace. It is in business. It's living out your faith in what you're doing in business and then for a season in politics. But one of those big things, again, was freedom. Freedom to be able to go wherever God called me to go. Freedom to be able to spend less time in my business or even put my business on hold and just manage it and have the ability to be there for my children in different seasons in their life. So right now, as you said, I'm in Costa Rica and we are building our business. Thankfully, you can build it part-time and you can earn more than a full-time income. And we're blessed to have had that for a couple of decades now. And now it's growing faster than ever, but we're able to do it from down here. So when I say don't do the opposite, it's not like you're going to live a life of painful life. It's, it's the most rewarding way to live. And again, number one, do the opposite of what you feel like doing. Number two, don't quit. So many times I almost quit in my 20s where I thought, you know, other people can succeed at this, but I'd start making excuses for why I couldn't. I didn't have the network others had or whatever the reason was or whatever the excuse is, you know, or my upline is in retirement or, you know, the company made some changes, never ethical things, or I would have left, but, you know, changes that affected me in the moment. And I'd feel like quitting. I was like, just don't quit. Don't quit until you succeed. I was like, I don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. I don't want to get into my life and have regrets because, I wasn't willing to push you the pain. I always, as a cross-country coach, I'd say I volunteered to do that. I say, no pain, no gain. You've got to be willing to face the pain, push through it to get the reward in the end, which is even that much greater. And the third is accountability. So I would say those, if I had to pick three keys to success, opposite what you feel like doing, don't quit and ask others for accountability. Seek out accountability in your life. That has been huge for me in my personal life 
in my spiritual life, and definitely in my business as well. I love it, Josh. Those are three great things. And I love that you brought out the point too, that it's not even your number one of the three points, which is do the opposite of what you feel like doing. It's not like it means a boring, horrible, terrible life. It's really delayed gratification, right? It's delayed gratification. What is the saying? You live like nobody else today so you can live like nobody else tomorrow or something along those lines. Yep, yep. (laughs) But I love that. I love that so much. Do you have like a favorite success quote that you would love to share with our audience? Sure. You know, one that's really impacted my ministry and business, which are sometimes the same. Um, my, My greatest ministry has been in the marketplace through my business in terms of just the feedback and the testimonies that we've seen, but also have ministry that we're involved in that's not in business at all. But in both of those areas, probably one of the greatest quotes that was shared with me that's impacted me is wealth is hidden. And I've translated that to maximum impact. Like I want to get to the end of my life and I don't care. I've named bridges and roads after people and that's fine. If they're worthy of it, I don't mind. But for me, it's like, what's the point? As a legislator. Yeah, as a former legislator, I was, I was able to do that. But for me, it's like, none of that, what does that matter? But what I want to know is at the end of my life, I maximized my impact with the gifts, talents, abilities, and the opportunities that God gave me. Like, did I maximize my impact in this world? And that's my prayer for my kids nearly every day, is that they will, again, maximize the gifts, talents, abilities, and the opportunities that come their way, make the most of it to create the greatest impact. And so with that in mind, that context, I want to go back to the quote and how I've paraphrased it, maximum impact. And again, you could put wealth there, but I'm going to use the word maximum impact, which is all of those things. Maximum impact is hidden from those who must do it all themselves. You know, somebody says, you know, if you want to do it right, do it yourself. And then the other side of that quote, the rest of it, the second half is maximum impact is revealed to those who are patient enough to slow down train, coach, disciple, pour into others. And sometimes in the beginning, it's slower that way, but in the long run, you maximize your impact. And Jesus was a perfect example of that. You know, three years of ministry, 12 people, only one doctor in the midst, the rest is very ordinary people, many of them with major challenges. And look at the impact they went on to have. So that, that would be probably one of my favorite quotes. I love it. Hey, Josh, as we wrap this up here, just some quick questions. What would you say is one habit that has helped you become successful? And is that any different? Is the one habit any different than the question earlier that I already asked you? What do you feel has been a key to your success? Several things I'd say, but grit. You know, there's a great book by Angela Duckworth on grit, and grit can be learned. But the biggest differentiator between those who who succeed and those who don't, those who make it through, I've got a lot of brothers in the military on both sides of my family and a ranger, a um, one of the special forces, Green Beret. And, you know, the key is having that grit where you will not, you'll be the last one to get off the treadmill. You just won't quit. And if you do quit, you're going to get back up and you're going to go right back at it. So I think that, and then I think just, the words of Jesus, I came not to be served, but to serve. When we focus in on serving others versus ourselves, and it's hard sometimes when you're struggling, like we were in our 20s, just hauling our trash to a friend's house because we couldn't afford the trash man. And it's embarrassing. And it's hard when you're being offered jobs that are earned far more 
immediately to say, no, I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to stick to what I'm doing. I've got grit and determination. In the long run, I'm going to have the impact, the freedom, the things that I want if I stick at it. So yeah, kind of back to what I said earlier, I think. Yep. Grit and serving others, two great habits. What is the best piece of advice or one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? I would say that quote, because I think about somebody else shared that with me, that impact is hidden from those who must do it all themselves. I think that's one of the best pieces of advice that I received from somebody else. I know I've, I've received a lot. I'm grateful, but that really just comes to mind right away. Yep. Is there one book that you'd recommend to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway audience? Number one is seriously is the Bible. I mean, if, if somebody would just pour themselves, regardless of whether they are a follower of Jesus or call themselves a Christian or whatever, if they would just go back to the red letter words of Jesus, honestly, I really believe with all my heart that studying that will make all the difference in the world because all these business books will talk about service to others and not looking at what you can get, but what you can give and all those things. But when you see it embodied in Jesus, and I believe personally that he's given us the power to be able to actually to do that as a follower of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, but you see his example and then with his help and I fall and he helps me get back up. But to me, that's been the biggest thing for me would be the Bible. But some other great books I would say is How I Raise Myself from Failure to Success and Selling, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Grit. I mentioned that earlier. Those are some good ones. Good ones. All of them. I love it. What is the best way, Josh? And again, I appreciate everything you've shared. This has been a great, great interview. I know there's so much more wisdom you have to share if we had the time, but what is one way our listeners could connect with you and follow along on your journey or more than one way if you'd like to share? Yeah. Well, if they go to joshsclark.com, we're in the process of redoing some things and all, but you can go there. You can also, my podcast is Josh S. Clark Overcomers social media links. Right now, probably the best place to go is my votejosh.com, although that's going to be moving around, but just coming off my Senate race, but it has all my social media links there. But joshsclark.com is ultimately be the place to go. Right on. Sounds good. And do you have any closing comment, Josh, for our listeners? Maybe even something you're currently excited about the future as well. You know, I just want to encourage you to take a moment. Sometimes you got to just pause for a moment and either yourself or maybe get with your spouse, but just ask yourself, you know, what is your why? What is your motivating reason for your life? We take time at the beginning of every year to do this, my wife and I do, to get away and just kind of relook over our life plan. We put together like you have a business plan, like a life plan, and then we evaluate how we're doing. And I just want to say, sometimes you just need to slow down. It took me a long time to learn that. Slow down for a moment and then don't stop. But maybe take a pause, reevaluate where you're at, what are your goals, what are your dreams, what are the things you want to accomplish so that life doesn't pass you by while you may be pursuing what's in front of you and missing out on ultimately what you're really destined for, what you really wanted. And in addition to what I said earlier, I just would say that if you're going through a struggle or a challenge, maybe I've not been through that, but I bet one of the speakers on Alan's podcast, Life's Hard Succeed Anyway, has, you know, keep listening to it. Pour yourself into personal development every day, like at least 15 minutes of reading, listening to podcasts like this one, again, a favorite in our home, and surround yourself with people who are invested in you, in your success. Seek that out. It takes time to invest in that. One of the things that my wife and I have always believed is give, you know, give and it shall be given. Even when you can't afford to give, give. 
invest back into yourself first in your personal growth and development. I mean, we would cut out vacations. We'd sell a car if we had to. I mean, I could go through so many stories that I could tell you where major sacrifices that people thought you're crazy in order to be able to give first, invest in ourselves second, and then invest in, we even invested, you know, we'd invest in investments even before we had nice cars or anything. So delayed gratification, like we talked about, is so important. But I guess if I want to say one thing is, feel your pain and struggle. Don't give in, don't give up. Surround yourself with people who are invested in you and invest in yourself first. Love it, Josh. Thank you for all your words of wisdom. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day or your surf session or whatever you pulled away from to do this and share all your wisdom with our audience. Can't thank you enough, brother. Alan, thank you for what you do. And I have known you for a couple of decades now and you're the real deal. And so you ask me to do something, I'll drop anything. I really respect you, your wife, Nicole, your story, watching you face life's challenges. And man, you've been through some tough, tough challenges. And yet you've always, you've always persisted through and you've always put other people first. And so we love you and we appreciate you. Keep this podcast up and I can't wait to hear your next guest. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contact page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.